Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raph Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to The Joe Mays and J-Raph Show. Boring. A... <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time? With a focus on football. Kansas City 31, San Francisco 20. Mahomes takes the snap. He's just going to throw it long for Demarcus Robinson. It is going to use up all the time. The game is over. And the Chiefs kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. It's a little bit of a different opening for us there. Yeah, but I like it. I like it. Shorter, more concise, a little cameos from my daughters at the beginning and we got to completely and utterly delete the sound of the patriots winning the super bowl hopefully so. forever so <laughs> right I'm, yeah. I'm good with that never again that's yeah. never going to be posted on the site at least that's that's the hope that's yeah the hope. yeah so welcome back to the joe mays and j-rap show i am one of your hosts joe mays sitting next to me justin raffoff yeah it's good to be good to be here blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> Good start. Come on, this is supposed to be a professional outfit here. Yeah. <laughs> so we're recapping Super Bowl 54, which saw the Kansas City Chiefs defeat the San Francisco 49ers, not without drama. It was a pretty good game. Uh, it was I very it was exciting awesome uh, at times, especially the comeback in the fourth quarter, yeah. which our rooting interest got the, uh, the best uh, outcome we could hope for. And uh, we're excited to talk about that game here this evening. But before I do, I do think because we haven't done it for a while, we should maybe mention of how you can interact with us or contact us. Uh, there's multiple ways you can do that. Uh, the best way is probably through the uh, show's email, uh, which is the May Sandwich Shop inbox, which is Mays and jraf at gmail.com. You can also like our pages on Facebook, follow our accounts on Twitter. Um, and if you feel up to it, Uh, and are interested in talking with us directly, you can call the May Sandwich Shop hotline at 530-563-6297. So, yeah, um, it was a a fun Sunday night last week. It was. Uh, You know, we we previewed the game last Saturday on episode 294, and you uh, predicted the Chiefs to win. And I I, I, I... didn't agree with you, but it's not out of not wanting it to happen. Right, right. We we, we established that. Like, rooting interest-wise, we were on the same page. Prediction-wise, we were a little different. Um, but, all right, I knew I wasn't going to get my exact score um, at some point there. But, like, I, uh, I was – I didn't feel like I was too far off. I was, you know, a field goal for the Chiefs, I think, and four points for the – Niners off. I think I said 34-24. Uh, yeah, um, you were right around there. And so, so like, yeah, I, you know, 31-20, not, not too far off of that. Um, 
And to think it was 20 to 10 with like seven minutes left to play or something like that. Yeah, and it was – now, these always get a little distorted because the Chiefs had the ball at the end of the third into the fourth. But it was 20 to 7? No. No, because it was 10 10 to 3 Chiefs at one point. So, So, But they were up – yeah, they were up big with – in the fourth quarter and – they're up um, twenty to ten with like six fifty six. I think I sent you this tweet. Like in the last, in his last two Super Bowls, Kyle Shanahan's teams in fourth quarter and overtime. in the fourth quarter and overtime have been outscored forty five or forty six to nothing. For, it's forty six to nothing. Yeah, forty six to nothing. That's, that's not great. That's hard to do. <laughs> I remember turning to you to when there was, and, and that may be a little unfair in this. And I'm sure we're going to talk about it, but like, it's just an interesting thing to point out. Like that, that's absurd. When there was a round, like the Chiefs had the ball, they had stopped the 49ers, like which they absolutely had to do because you know they needed at least two scores, right. at least a, a touchdown, two point conversion, and a field goal to tie the game. So you knew they had to have at least two possessions. They're getting the ball back around the 10 minute mark. I don't remember exactly, but I turned to you and I'm like, well, it's Kyle Shanahan. Like, let's see if he's got some Shanahan magic left over from three years ago. You know, just joking because obviously we wanted the Chiefs to win and we're sitting there watching the fourth quarter, just like, man, this one got away from them. Right. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, like, the Chiefs, I don't know. You know, when they're down two possessions, I'm like, they may only get the ball two more times. Yeah. You know, like, Thankfully, <laughs> that's all Mahomes needed. Every that was nearly the worst time. one. That every was nearly time. the worst one. Although last week, I think I knocked down every one of the figurines. <laughs> you did. My right. did. I don't even think I fully set them all up. No, yet. you did not. So, that's why I looked I knew and I was like, I yes, knew I you were coming over. Yeah, it was so a preemptive. Was, like, what's the point? Right. I'm worse than the cats. Like At times, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Just start hawking up some hairballs, and you'd be say, right on the same level. I don't level. poop in this room, so that. Uh, well, <laughs> not any time. after that first time. We kind of <laughs> oh yeah, some except for rules. that one time. No. <laughs> Man, we got derailed by me slamming Quickly. into the case. Well, it's just like, what else could go wrong? Right. But anyway, yeah, like it. Oh man, it it was just an incredible. And obviously we're biased because we of our rooting interest that we yes. already mentioned. But it was an incredible game. Um, I, I think it was a little magnified by how terrible last year's game was. It was so bad last like, year. And, so and very bad. Not just bad game, but like a bad game between two teams that I didn't really want right, either team to win. Right. I just wanted the Patriots to win. Or actually, I wanted them to not win less. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> right? Not like, really sure how this works. Right, but. yeah. But basically, it was, I just really didn't want the Rams to win because I didn't want them to be that next team and Goff to get one and, and all of those things. I know that's terrible, but that's that's like fandom coming through, right? And we, we embrace that here on the show. Um, whereas the Patriots winning last year was, and I've mentioned this many times, the Patriots winning was, it, it changed nothing. You know, what does it do? You know, like, oh, Brady's the best ever. Most people already had put that in that bag, right? right. Um, you know, Belichick, you know, greatest coach ever. Most people would already put that in the bag. Like, you know, Patriots fans get to enjoy one. Okay, we've we've lived this. We've seen this. We've dealt with this. I can handle that. I, I wasn't ready for the Rams to be in that group too. Um, so because of that, I I was – more okay with the Patriots winning this year was the opposite. Like I really wanted the chiefs to win. If the Niners would have won, right. I would have been okay. And honestly, the way it looked like they were going to win, 
I was specifically okay with it because I didn't – if the Chiefs were going to lose, I didn't want them to lose a heartbreaker. I am firmly in that big – I'd rather like, be blown out. I would out. rather be blown out yeah. than like, lose on like a heartbreaker. Like Manning against the Seahawks years ago. Right, because then you're not left wondering what if. Right. What if? Which like, is what the 49ers are feeling right now. Oh, my gosh. Because even yeah. though they lost by 11, that game was just, in their pocket. Just like, like the Falcons were two yeah, years ago. Exactly. Well, three years ago. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that it was that long ago. I, yeah. Because I was, you yeah, know, Sunday going was back. was two years since the Eagles prayed. Right. Going well, back through, you know, like Facebook phone. memory and time yeah. hop stuff. And I'm just like, oh, wait, Falcons Patriots was three years ago? Yeah. And like, it makes sense, but it was just. So much time it makes sense, but it can't seem to be right. Right, because the Eagles was two years ago, and neither of those was last year. So the only reasonable explanation is that it was two and three years ago. Um, It wasn't like that last year when it was only one and two years removed. But there's just something about it this year when they were popping up. It's like that can't be right. Well, it's like you know when they keep talking about all these things, like this year with the Niners, and they kept talking about the last time they were in the Super Bowl and how long ago that was. You know, and I'm like, wait, that doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but it was. 2013 season, right? Right. You know, like. Or 2013 Super Bowl. Which one was I it? Think it? I don't know. I feel like it was 2013 Super Bowl, but I'm not 100% sure on that. So but it, was like, a, it, it, it was six to seven years ago. <laughs> right. Either way, six to seven years ago. And right. you're like, wait, 2013 was that long ago? And like, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, awesome. <laughs> Let's get to the highlights. Let's get to the highlights and talk about the game a little bit before we start to break down. All right. So Super Bowl 54 was last Sunday evening. We were watching it a week ago at this time. It's probably, um, I don't know, maybe just actually just exiting halftime maybe about this point. Um, But let's take a look and uh, we could probably watch this whole thing. It's about eight minutes long, but this is all we're talking about on the show. So. We'll okay. see all the highlights. The, the way the game started, San Francisco right. looked great, and right. then the Chiefs buckled down and forced them to settle for a field goal, which was a huge victory for the Chiefs. Right. Uh, because 49ers were pretty much they were marching doing right whatever the they wanted to do. Yep. I was surprised when they would get away from the ground game because, like we said going in, right. that they needed to pound and the it, rock. And, and it wasn't necessarily the ground game that you thought. So, like – it was Debo Samuel and some speedsters around the edge, not so much up the gut. Right. Um, but it was still working. Like, so I was surprised to see them kind of voluntarily go away from it. Um, and and again, like they went away from it at times in that drive. And then there were times in the game where they really went away from it. And that definitely comes up big, you know, uh, the uh, tight ends played a huge role in the game. Yeah. Um, even if for uh, Kittle, it's not exactly the way he had wanted to, or the way right. I said he would. The biggest thing from him, and we'll see it in a little bit, was right before halftime, he's called for offensive pass interference on a long pass that yeah. could have changed the dynamic of the game. Maybe the 49ers getting points before half, and they were also getting the ball to start the second half, but it would not be the case as Kittle got the flag. Now, what did you think of that call? I think that doesn't get called most of the time, but I think it is pass, offensive pass interference. It, I think usually when I see that, I'm like, that's offensive pass interference, right. but, and it wasn't. Now, if I was rooting for the Niners, I would have been upset, but like but, I was – But you already made my point for me, not that I'm arguing against you. Right, is right. If it's offensive pass interference, it's offensive pass interference, even if they don't always call it. Right. Like, right. No, that, absolutely. Like, that was by rule. That absolutely is offensive right. pass interference. And you're going to see it coming up here in a, in a few minutes as we're approaching halftime in the highlights. 
but I, I don't like I don't want to hear people say it wasn't because it clearly is. He no. pushes the defender right. away from him. That is offensive pass interference. Right. So I, I know uh, uh, Shanahan talked about it for a while post game, and in the the uh, quotes uh, after the game were about that. I'm like, dude, you can't ignore the fourth quarter. That dude, right. that just well, happened. it was interesting. It was interesting. Somebody was talking about how like you know they didn't use the timeout and wasted 40 seconds. Before before they got the ball back there, and he said it's because they didn't want to do something too quick and give the ball back to to the Chiefs because they know how dynamic they can be. Yet they the play calling in the second half, where at one point they had twenty passes to ten runs, shows that they're doing nothing but setting it up to give the ball back to the Chiefs more often. Like how they're like how can that be your strategy in the last 2 minutes before the half and then not your strategy at all coming out of the half right like that just didn't seem to make sense did they not show the offensive pass interference call cuz here we are in they, the third well, quarter they they did not they huh. did not interesting yeah but i definitely thought it was the correct call it wouldn't have surprised me if it didn't get called but i thought it was the correct call so the 49ers are up 13 to 10 here in the third quarter and you think it's the Chiefs got to get something going. They got to get moving. They they got to uh, right. You keep waiting for them to flip the switch, like they had in the and then, uh, in both this, postseason games. And then uh, Mahomes gets strip sacked, although he recovers. All right. And then coming up here though is going to be the the interception, I believe. Right. Yeah. Which w- it was a bad interception. It's a yes. it's a poor read. I mean, it could be maybe. He'll turn the wrong way, but I think they already diagrammed it for us during the game, and they showed. Hill was going back to the open area and Mahomes never readjusted. I don't know if right. he didn't see the linebacker or what, but it was, uh, I, I, unfortunately for him, I think that was all on Mahomes. Now, yeah. thankfully for him and the Chiefs, it didn't it's, rattle him. Right. <laughs> he, it did not matter. He actually ended up throwing but another it, interception. It's, right. It's around this time where people are talking about how, man, he's having a terrible game. Yeah. And right. then he throws another interception later and like people are like, heck of a time to have your worst game. Right. And including me, like I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, when uh, when the 49ers went up, uh, I think, yeah, well, here, 20, 20 to 10 with two and a half minutes left in the right. third. I'm thinking they're, they're in trouble. They're in a lot of they're trouble. The Chiefs trouble. haven't been able to stop them. The offense hasn't done anything. Um, the 49ers are celebrating. They're having a good old time. Here we are, early fourth quarter, and um, the Chiefs are going to drive a little bit here, but as they get closer and closer to the red zone. This was a ridiculous play. Uh, <laughs> like I thought for sure he had stepped out of bounds. Um, Holmes is going to throw another interception now. I believe it was it was a tipped or was it thrown it's, it's slightly behind, behind him. him. And the receiver yeah. bats it up to him. So um, I think it's Tyreek Hill, but it's behind him, and Tyreek Hill can't really grab it. But this is one of those where, like I, they're already in trouble, you know. But they're like, oh, they're in field goal range, right there. Right. It was, yeah. And he reaches back, and then you're like, oh man, like they're in big trouble now. Because I honestly didn't know. So there's almost 12 minutes left. So they're going to get the ball back. But I figured they're going to get the ball back down at least 23 to 10. Right. And probably half that time gone. Well, you see that's not the case. It's still 20 to 10. And then they just decided to not cover Tyreek Hill on a double move. Yeah, probably not the best bet. Yeah. And that was a third and 15 where Patrick Mahomes is like backing up the whole time and just slings it down the field. And finally we're going to see Travis Kelsey yep. wide open, which yes. how does that ever Again, happen? I don't know. Especially in in tight like that, I, I okay. It's either uh, like 
But then you notice it's only a couple minutes later, and they have the ball back again right. near midfield. Because the, the Chiefs defense forced the 49ers to go three right. out. And now you start thinking, oh, man, this is crazy. Now they could do yeah. It's 20-17. to 17. You only need a field goal to tie. Right. And, and uh, we get to Watkins. see Sammy Watkins burn Richard Sherman. <laughs> and I believe he came out and said that Devontae Adams showed him how to do that yes. the week before yes. in yep. a game that didn't matter really to the Packers at the time. They right. you know, they would have needed a, a huge comeback to beat the 49ers. Um, but Devontae Adams beat Richard Sherman in a similar way, and uh, Sammy Watkins did there. Now, what do you think about this Damian Williams touchdown? I think to it was me, I think a what to, to me, well, I agree with they call it a touchdown on the field. They didn't have a great angle right. to necessarily which see is, where the two Which of the is boy ridiculous, is. and we talked about this. How do you not have an angle straight down the line in the Super Bowl, like I, I don't understand. I, I don't. That frustrates me a lot. Um, but okay, so the Niners get the ball back, down four, um, with about two, what three minutes, two and a half minutes to play. Yeah. Yep. And then, man, they're just bringing the pressure. I, I, yeah, uh, man. They just took it to him, and then Damian Williams off to the races. Yeah, were, were you surprised that Mahomes got MVP over him? Yes. When I saw Mahomes' numbers in the fourth quarter, it made more sense to me. Like, because his numbers weren't very good, and then the, but the fourth quarter numbers and the comeback, right? It, the quarterback it kind of is always going to get more right, grief right. when they lose, and more of the uh, support when they win. Right. And if Williams had had a bigger first half, I think maybe the right. full body of work for the Super Bowl yeah. would have given it to him. I agree. But because Mahomes did so much in the fourth quarter, and granted, so did Williams, because right. that's when most right. of this stuff was happening, was in the right. fourth quarter. Um, I think you would have seen it as a possibility. But I, I love the uh, quasi-drama surrounding his jersey after the yeah, fact because yeah, yeah. he went over to Mo- Mostert, who had that ridiculous game against the Packers in the NFC Championship game and was going to be featured uh, for the 49ers because we said and everyone has said how their the running game needed to be an important part of the game. And he got his touchdown. He got some yardage but didn't make as big of an impact as I think people expected to see. Okay. Um, I know Tevin Coleman was active in play, but he had been banged up from the two weeks before. So Mostert, the undrafted guy and on his like, seventh team or whatever, right. um, they, he, they switched. They right. swapped jerseys. They had you know signed a swap jersey. And people are like, you might regret that. And I think uh, he went on one of the late night shows, and uh, well, or Mostert said that he would give it back. To yeah, him. yeah, he. <laughs> it's um, just like funny. I think. I think at first he was like saying something like that, and like Damian Williams was like, "No, I'm not gonna like ask for it back." You know, like you know, as long as he doesn't sell it, basically. And yeah. Mostert, I think, was just like. You know, in the in the moment, realized like, oh, like I'm, I'm didn't didn't he jokingly be look, put out like, what do you think I get for this yeah. on eBay yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that? So yes. like, yeah, it it was funny, um, you know, just kind of looking at it. But like, you know, if we were sitting here, well, at this point, but our show last week, what we did on Saturday, we we're sitting there saying like that, Damian Williams would be have the best performance of all the running backs in the game that would have been a really good sign for kansas city you right. know like, yeah 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 and 
And that's why um, they play the game. That's why they play four quarters. That's right. why the game doesn't end after the third. Right. And just goes to show what Kyle can Shanahan happen. Kyle hates that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, uh, the Chiefs seem to love it, though, because they do. they've had comeback well, victories in all playoff games. Right. And there were some absurd things. And they made some conversions of third and 15 or longer this year. And, like, Patrick Mahomes' numbers, when they're, like, in those situations, he has, like, a quarterback rating, that which is ridiculously high given the situation. All other quarterbacks in those situations, like throughout the year, had a quarterback rating of 0. 0.6 or something like that. And his is like 60 something. Wow. Like it's just, it's unreal. Astronomically better than the average. Like, and it's just unbelievable. So, congratulations to Andy Reid. Yeah, winning oh, his man, I was first so Super Bowl. happy for Andy. It was cool to see all the people and how happy they were for Yeah, Andy a too. lot of people happy for the, the Andy Reid and for the Chiefs. You know, it had been 50 years since they were there and 50 years since they had won. And it was a big deal for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, we're, we're super happy for Andy Reid, but obviously for a friend of the show, yeah. Chad Henney, yeah. who uh, now is a, a Super Bowl champion which is incredible. He's the first one from Wilson to do it. Uh, third time was the charm, thankfully, for uh, for him. And the Red and Eagle put out an article saying he was the first from uh, Berks County, the first Berks County native yeah. to win the Super Bowl. Obviously, uh, we know that Devlin from Boyertown has won three rings with the Patriots. However, he was not born in uh, no, nor lived in Berks County. He lived right. in the, the Montgomery County side of Boyertown, I yeah, believe. Yeah, there, there's a few school districts around here that cross over that are not in one county, which I know for some people is really weird because like a lot of places have countywide school systems, right. <laughs> but like that's not how it is here. Um, so there are some school districts that are in multiple counties, twin valleys, one Boyertown's one. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, those, uh, he, yes, he went to Boyertown high school, which is in Berks County, but he is from Montgomery County. The, the best thing about, that article and comments on that article, and we're not going to dive into the, the ridiculousness mm-hmm. of a lot of it, but was th- just the people that showed how, st- I don't want to say that, um, how poorly media is handled by the consumers yes. because people immediately are like, what about Devlin? What about the kid from Boyertown? I'm like, if you read the article, it right. addressed that. Right. How about you don't jump at a headline and you read what's in the article? Right. You know, and I just like it's it right there all the time. It happens all. The oh time. no, I know it does, but it's just I know, like, I know. I but knew like, it was going to happen because because when I read the headline, my first thought was, oh, they forgot Devlin, and then right. I read the article and was like, oh no, they explained it in the article because that's generally what you're supposed to do when there's a piece of media, of news, of journalism. Right. So what you're saying is they write a headline that gets you to want to read it. Right. That gets you to make you want to pull your hair out because you're like, wait, they forgot something. Let me try to fix that. And then you read it and you're like, oh, no, they they qualified it. They know what they're doing. It's amazing how that happens. Funny how that works. So, anyways. It's almost like this was not the first article they wrote. Yeah, Another thing that's interesting, too, is I've read this, too, is the people who write the articles – don't rarely write the come headline? up with the yeah. headlines. No, I knew yes. that. Yeah. Like, which is funny because the reporter is probably the one who will get a lot of emails and oh, things absolutely. like. Absolutely, and they have, they have nothing, nothing to do. They with have it. nothing to the do. The guy with writes it. an article that explains how this is how it is, and then that's oh my gosh. Yeah. Now uh, there was yeah there was one that we got in our group chat the other day. I'm like that is an 
awful headline. Now, and this was actually like I considered it terrible journalism because they were implying something that the article didn't back up. And I was like, that's a terrible, terrible image and terrible headline because what it makes you think one thing when it's not confirmed in the article. It's all conjecture and possibilities, which is annoying. And that is close to, if not clickbait, or you just spread, start spreading false news and Even that's better. directly <laughs> on the journalism company. And in this case, was a legitimate outlet. And I was just like, that's bad journalism that is bad bad <laughs> go to the corner and think about what you did he takes his spray bottle and sprays it at sprays <laughs> it at his sit. computer screen stop it i'm gonna let you sit there and think about what you've done <laughs> so anyways all to say congratulations to chad henny yes. for winning the super bowl with the kansas city chiefs we did get to see him uh during the game, he was shown on the screen yes, multiple yes. times. Um, and actually, someone that pointed that out is a, a new Instagram account that I found last week that I believe you – I don't know if you knew of the account, but you had heard of the people. Yes, I had heard of the people back in training camp. Yes. So, yeah, apparently over the summer, um, a, a group of Kansas City fans created a account known as Henny for Starter, a movement to make Chad Henny the chief starting quarterback. It's a group of, I think, college-aged young men, may, maybe just out. It's you know early twenties, and um, they had shirts and stickers made up, and uh, they actually have a news article on KansasCity.com all about <laughs> them, uh, and they, they got to meet Chad, I believe, like you said, during training I camp or the so. preseason. Uh, he signed a few of their shirts, so uh, um, Chad obviously knows about them, and. I don't even remember how I stumbled upon them, but I was like, that is an interesting account that I need to follow. And, uh, well, stay tuned. Maybe a little collaboration happening. We'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. But they've been a fun follow over the last two weeks. And congratulations to them at their pro team winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. It's um, always a blast. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. You, you would know. <laughs> Hopefully sometime in the future I'll find out too. But yeah. just to wrap it up uh, – we had a picture from uh, Mrs. Henny that uh, she allowed me to post on the Wilson sites uh, after she posted it of uh, Chad with his daughter. And what a great, great time, great picture yeah. on the field after the game. Super Bowl champ. So congratulations to Chad and the Chiefs. Um, you know, pinnacle of the sport. You can't get any higher. So listen, I understand some people were, like, frustrated with the – not frustrated, but just, like, okay, the NFL 100 thing. Like, you know, it's been all season. They play it up, play it up, like, oh, but it is cool that, like, their championship gear has the 100, like, emblem on it, too, with yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's just it, – it's cool. But You mean like this? Yes, like that. Yes, <laughs> like that. Yeah, well, it's cool. It's Super Bowl uh, – it, it's too bad it didn't work out to be, like, Super Bowl 50. You know, yeah, something really, right. really Super Bowl 50 100. I feel like I understand why they didn't want it to be just Super Bowl L, right? But like, it breaks that. I, I wish they would have just kept with it. If they don't make it a big deal, like, no one would have made a big deal out of it. But like, I don't know. I, although that does bring up an interesting point because I, 
Individually, I like the Super Bowl logos of the last decade with the Lombardi trophy. I think it looks yeah. really cool. However, when you look at that they did basically the same thing for 10 years now, I'm like, it's time to move on. No, I get that. You I know, like, I, I really like the original design, and I do think um, when they went away from Super Bowl L to, to Mark 50 and they went to the numbers 50, that was fine. But you're, you're sticking with it now, and it's time to move on because the Super Bowl logo, even though if it was – kind of crazy and ridiculous it always invoked the area that was hosting yeah and they yeah. usually would get um someone with local ties or a local designer or someone um from the locality would have input onto the colors or the design and i just think they that i'm starting to miss that now no i understand yeah i feel like they we haven't had one since what super bowl 44 was that the last one probably which would have been what x no, wait. Uh, XL yeah. was 40. So XLIV. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. XLIV. I don't know. Super Bowl logos are super cool to me. So um, the last 10 years has just kind of been not. I feel like that would be an awesome topic for the guy who does like the UniWatch stuff. Oh, he's done it. Yeah, yeah he's I, done I, it. Of course he has. Um, Yeah, and I'm going to pull up here. Let's see if I can find. I'm pretty sure it's pretty easy to get. This is one of my favorite reference sites. So, uh, sportslogos.net. Chris Creamer does an amazing job, has all of them in super high res, too, and they're not watermarked or anything like that. So, you can take a look at so many logos from so many years, and these are probably going to. So, it's interesting because, like, I think back to some of these, I'm like, man, I wonder how they. Well, he. How you go about getting. He probably had to create them, or someone had to create the files for the old ones because they weren't digital. Right? Files yeah, those, I, you know, I, like. I, yeah, I don't know. Someone made them. I don't know if he made them or or what, but they're really well done. You can see at the beginning, most of it was just writing the word Super Bowl, except for Super right. Bowl One because it wasn't known as Super Bowl One. Right. Uh, I'm guessing he probably is getting it from the tickets. What would be my guess? Tickets yeah, and programs. programs. Yeah. Um, so they they don't start to get get rid of these freaking. They don't start to get um, really, you know, colorful and change in designs until I'd say about maybe Super Bowl twelve. But even then, they just yeah. kind of get a little I would say nuts. Nine with. was a little different with just the little extra flair. Yeah, but really okay. here at thirteen and fourteen, yeah. you're starting to see a little bit. You know, multiple colors, different design aspects. Here they change the font of Super Bowl, uh, but then really here. When you get the 17, right. things really start to change. And they did stick with red, white, and blue for a while. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like the first one Looks I remember was maybe this one. Is this or, or this one? So I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not a big fan of Super Bowl 19 logo. You don't like there. 19, this one. Yeah, not, not a big fan. No, that, that, that wouldn't be one of my favorites. That's a California Super Bowl. Um, it looks like a diner sign to me. I, I really like this one because of the incorporation of the, the roses. Bowl, that that cool. That's cool. Um, I like the football aspect of this, but I yeah. think it kind of looks like a fast food logo. Yeah. Um, I kind of like the one next to it, the one in the, this one. No, the, the, sorry, the other way, the peaches. This, so, sorry. Oh, oh that, yeah. okay, you're over here. Yeah, yeah I do. That, that's where I really like because they, they, these like, were all local, red, white, and blue. Right. Like red, white, and blue from essentially other than these two here you know 81 82 from 79 through 
Um, what well, geez, what year is that? Uh, like ninety three. Yes, say. that's ninety three. So yeah. like fourteen, fifteen Super Bowls, like thirteen of them were basically just red, white, and blue. Then they finally start to add more colors to it here with the 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 the, the This one was in the Georgia Dome. Right. Um, that that's super cool. I do like that one where they start to add the local flavor. They kind of started with the Pasadena one, yes, but yeah, they got the red. But white, incorporating and blue in there. roses is a fairly easy concept. Right. I feel like for like a championship. Um, then stuff. I, then this one here, we go into Florida and. And then this this one I definitely remember because this screams Arizona to me, like just yeah, the way yeah. it's designed. Yep. And I and I was looking forward to this because you get the three X's, yep. you get um, Super Bowl thirty. It's just cool. It's funny because I feel like you can look at some and you can tell which ones are New Orleans. You know, like right, the <laughs> which is cool one. though. Like which yeah. is cool. But yeah, that's what I like about it. I certainly remember. Yeah, I definitely this one. remember that one. Um, this is the San Diego. Um, this one too. Like this one, I love this one from Miami. I think that one's really really creative. Um, I always will like 35 just because I was there. Um, this cool. is actually an alternate one that they ended up using after 9 11. Yeah, I uh, you can actually that. click on it and it will take you to the original. Oh, I might have to click on, I might have to go up here and go into alternate Super Bowl logos. Or, oh, you know what? It's at the bottom. How oh, good ads are going to load. Here we go. Um, where are we here? No. I know they have it. Oh, this is a special event. They. I'm pretty sure they had it somewhere. I've seen it, but maybe it's not on this site. I thought it was. But anyways, all these ads. All right. Um, but here, just like look at this this one for San Diego with the lighthouse and the right. water. Yep. Super cool. That's and then cool Houston, one. they got the uh, the galaxy and the right. stars, right. you know, just the planet rings. Very cool. Jacksonville. It almost looked like the Astros logo with an asterisk. I mean, that's, that's pretty, that's uh, pretty foresh- good foreshadowing. <laughs> Very good. 16 years ahead of its time. Uh, the Jacksonville one, the bridge yep, and the water. Yep. Um, and then you're getting to the point where they're starting to, you know, they still have different colors, but they're getting closer to keeping the same fonts. Right. Um, here for 40. Boo. Did you know Jerome Bettis was from Detroit? I. Gosh, <laughs> um, I. Was... I that was that was a Super Bowl that literally led me into the streets to scream, and I didn't stand out because there were everybody was screaming. Right. I was living in Pittsburgh at the time. Everybody's yeah. out in the streets screaming. We're on the south side. I'm just Oops. screaming, but it fit in, and like, but I wasn't screaming for joy. I was just right. letting out my pent up. Oh, rage. I know I'm clicking on things. <laughs> All right, let's. But, uh, so I, I do really like the um, Super Bowl. Uh, what is that? Forty one. Yeah, Super Bowl Forty One, yes. which I believe is the one that John played in. I really like yeah. that um, because they use the pylon as the as cool. the eye. I think that's cool. Here they got the entire state in, right. in the logo. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't really notice. That and before. here they got the yard lines, kind of almost like shadowy end zone yeah. type. Very cool. Um, field goal post in. Uh, I like that 44. one. That one's cool. And that was the last one because right. look at all of them since then. Right. Now they did incorporate the stadium. On all the ones from 45, cool. 46, 47, 48, 49, and 50. So for five years, they did it with the stadium. But, I mean, look, it's literally not different other than the stadium and the Roman numerals for four years. It's like that. Per- it's like the person who did this retired, and they hired somebody, and they're like, here, they're like, uh, just create, copy it, it, create but, one but that we can use for the next, like, eight years. And then in Super Bowl 50, they added the, the gold trim and the giant number 50. Still have the stadium. But then with 51, they start – just basically changing the colors. Right. And that's it. So you went from red to light blue to darker regular blue and then to a, a hybrid that has the gold trim 
with you right. know what is associated with Miami and like in right. the Aqua. So what will they do next year? Are they going to do LV with the Lombardi? See, it also is weird to me because I feel like the we see so many logos where the trophy would be a letter I. You know, like it would be an I in right. the logo. Yeah, yeah. So it almost looks like fifty one is supposed to be fifty two, right? And fifty two is fifty three. Like I, I mean, I, think I know they it's not. Avoid like, it by not ever using it as an I. Correct, yet, correct. And they make it so much bigger. If yes, it was, yes. If it was the same size, I think there would Ooh, be a be major issue. Um, why Super Bowl fifty five not in Las Vegas? Super Bowl LV, Las Vegas, like. The stadium's you know just opening this Probably year. Probably because they're not they're afraid the stadium won't be ready in time. <laughs> yeah, right. Um well the the new the the San Francisco one that took how long to host? The Minnesota one. Yeah. Um now the New York so one. So where is it next year? Um it might be in Tampa. Okay. I think which it is, might be in Tampa. Which is one where you feel like again, this is me not really knowing too much about it, but like how Tampa is an interesting place for one, I feel like. That's where you went. Yeah, that's the one I was at. Right. I mean, it's not – I mean, it's cool, but like – We commuted from Orlando. (laughs) Right. I don't feel like Tampa is all that different than like Jacksonville. You know what I mean? Like, and I know it is a little bit. It's further south and it – but the stadium is not all that new anymore. Yeah. You know, Um you look at the other places now. Miami Stadium isn't new, but the amount They've of put upgrades in so they, much it money, might as yeah. well be new. Yeah, essentially, um, Arizona is a relatively new stadium. Yeah, Dallas so, and yep. Houston are newer stadiums. I was right. Tampa Bay, Raymond yeah. James for 2021. Then, then in Inglewood right. at SoFi for 2022. So Las Vegas isn't even on the books yet. No, Glendale. You know what? I wonder if they'll like in the next ones that they announce. If it it'll probably be on there. I wonder if they didn't announce it because. They're still in Oakland, and they were waiting to award yeah. them a Super Bowl well, until after they So left. I don't know if it says here when the next one um, – the series. My guess is they'll maybe announce at the next one or after that. I'm just trying to that. think like how far ahead. Like here they're five years ahead. Right. Or they were until but it I was feel played. like they release them in like groups. They don't – like it's not always like – so I feel like at the Inglewood one will probably they'll probably release like the next three or something like that. Right. I think um I don't know if they will do I don't know what time of year they generally do this. You know, it's kinda like See, I thought every they do so it often. around the time of the Super Bowl. Like okay. I thought it's in one of those. So like, we might hear that. next year where the next few are. I, right. Or is it right. one of those things where every two years they award two more sites or something like Could that? Be. Could be. Um my this is my expectations. Twenty twenty five is going to be 2025 and 2026 will be Las Vegas or Dallas. Yeah. Cause it's honestly shocking to me that Dallas has only hosted one since Jerry world opened. Yeah. And I know it was a disaster weather wise, but that was, and they didn't have enough seats. That was like a problem that you never could have imagined to have an ice right. storm in Dallas. Right. And the chances of that happening again are slim. Right. To none. And they've gone to Minnesota. So right. and New York right, and Detroit. Right. So, and I know some of this was before and after right. this, but it's obviously going back to Dallas. Which, why not? There's how many ninety plus thousand seats available right. there, right? And it's indoor, so like while weather affects things outside, it doesn't affect the game itself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's definitely going back to uh, AT and T Stadium. It hasn't been there since 2011. Wow. Um, I would. You think it goes back to Indianapolis at some point because Lucas Oil's not that old, and it Lucas hosts Oil's the, a fun stadium. It hosts the what, Big like, Ten Championship. Um, 
Well, Las Vegas is hosting the Pac-12 championship next year. Um, so, like, you know, that's two months before the Super Bowl would right. be. Right. So, but that's my expectation. Las Vegas and Dallas, I think, are the next two. Up. Yeah. That would be my uh, expectation. Um, it wouldn't surprise me for LA to get another one relatively quickly. Like, not. You mean back to Levi's? Yeah. So, um, no. Is Levi's going to be the one in LA? That's the one in Santa Clara. No, I, I mean. And you're talking one, about the Inglewood yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I think like Inglewood will be within 10 years. Like, I think it, it's going to be. Inglewood's go back in there. 2022 if they do right. Dallas, Las Vegas. It you wouldn't surprise see. me like 2026. Well, see, I, I, think, I think Levi's, Santa Clara, because by then they're already right. a decade past right. when they last over. But then you start talking about that's the same thing for Minneapolis and the same thing for Mercedes well, Benz. Houston gets mixed in there because they're a big Houston one. In ha- New Orleans Houston. And- Houston hasn't hosted at this point. It'll have been a decade. It'll be right. 2017 was the last time. Um, which sounds so close now sitting here in 2020, but well, and, we're saying Dallas and Las Vegas right. are 25, at, 26. And you look at Atlanta has their new stadium now, you know, like, so, yeah, I I just, uh, I mean, I know some of them have been hosting, but. Do you think they ever go back to the Rose Bowl or is that those days done because of the size I think those days age? are done now that they have a new stadium in L.A. If yeah. they're going to be in L.A., it's going to be at the NFL stadium. Yeah, it would be cool, but I, I agree with you. I don't if think you were going to, I think it would be cool for like seventy-five, you know, or like one of the one of the cool years, you know. Like I think that would be right. No, fun. I agree with you. I agree with you. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. But um, so real quickly here at the end, the last 10, 15 minutes or so, um, just quick remarks on. The 2019 season that just culminated last weekend and um, maybe some really early look ahead towards okay. uh, the 2020 season. Okay. So what what do you take away from the 2019 season um, outside of the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl? What else stood out to you? All right. So I'm going to kind of break this down a little bit. and I'm going to give you my biggest disappointment. Sure. Now – this is a little different because I feel like you and I called it, but I feel like the biggest disappointment was by far the Browns um, in terms of the hype they were getting. Now, that's a little distorted because, like I said, you and I were all over that. Now, we didn't necessarily hit right on what we thought exactly was going to happen, but right. we were right with that We were right to doubt them. We were right. right to doubt them. And so I think they were the biggest disappointment. If I have to go with the biggest surprise – my biggest surprise would have been the Tennessee Titans with how effective they were. Um, I feel like to me they were a bigger surprise with their success than – let me take that further. If you would have told me that they were going to be that successful and it wasn't Mariota, like I don't know that I would have right, that's, that. Right, like, that's, that's certainly that's, shocking. Um, I feel like I would have – been more likely to be like, oh, he makes a stride this year and gets them over the hump and they, they have a deep run. But, so, <laughs> um, I think this was um, – I, I don't want to attribute to someone no, no, that no. I don't know for sure, but someone said that imagine how bad of a situation or a coach has to be for someone who was not injured and did not miss time last year to win comeback player of the year when you had – a Super Bowl quarterback returned from a de- devastating injury to leave lead the team to the Super Bowl and not win comeback player of the year. Ryan Tannehill beat Jimmy Garoppolo for comeback player of the year. Ryan Tannehill was not out injured for the entire season right. last year. Well, sorry, 
Garoppolo only missed the first what or the last like ten or twelve weeks, right? Right. It was early season. Three or four. It was three or four. That's what I'm saying. So he missed a majority of last season. Came back, led his team to the Super Bowl, seven minutes away from winning the Super Bowl. I know they vote on it before the Super Bowl, but Tannehill didn't start until midway through the year and won the award. His team was the number one seed in the conference. Um, yeah, it it was it is that is interesting. Um. And and overall trend, I feel like you need to be able to your defense needs to be able to make plays at key times. You don't need a dominant defense. I know that sounds contradictory because like the Niners defense was outstanding and it helped get them to the Super Bowl and it helped get them but, within but seven look, minutes of winning the But Super look Bowl at the too. Chiefs, the Chiefs defense, and this has been Well, we went over been, the stats last right, week. They but I feel like this happened almost every year in in Kansas City, and they just haven't been able to do it enough to get over the hump until this year. Was yeah, their defense doesn't look that great, but they make plays at key times. You what? know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the Saints. Well, even it reminds me of the Colts when they were oh like getting right. to the yeah, Super Bowl. No, you're right. With, like they'd have a they'd have a bunch a of sacks, but they offense. would score a ton of points. <laughs> And they'd give up yards and they'd give up points, but like they would make plays and Bob Sanders back there and right. stuff like that. Like, well, I was thinking the same thing with Drew Brees, you know, a right, decade yeah. ago when the Saints were all of yep. a sudden this this force, this offensive force with Drew Brees, their defense couldn't stop anyone. And then the year yep. they won the Super Bowl, I think they led the league in turnovers and takeaways. Right. Like it, if you get the ball back, right. prevent the other team from having it, good things are going to happen. Right. And the Saints have never had a dominant defense like, uh, in back-to-back I seasons. I think underrated aspect to the Super Bowl was the way the Kansas City – Offensive line stood up against the front. They were getting of, pushed around for a while, they were. and then all they of a were. sudden it clicked. But like, man, and like, <sighs> unbelievable. Like, uh, because that was the key. If San Francisco was good, if their front four are going to wreck your defensive line and quarterback, you don't have a shot. But they were able to get him out of it, and they were able to make him, you know, give him enough time. And Mahomes is going to make you pay. That's another thing, man. Like, I know I don't want to jump on that bandwagon, but like, because, and they, they named a bunch of them that got there early in their career and, and have never, never got, got back. back. Yeah. But like, he's fun to watch, man. He's fun to watch. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if you saw the, did you see the thing where he threw the football off of the bus in the parade and the guy's running and just gets trucked by a parking meter? I did see that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> so, um, but those will be like my biggest takeaway. Is you need the offensive weapons and you need a defense that can make key plays at key times. You don't have to be the dominant defense all year. How about all right? I, I put you on the spot for that. I'll put myself on the spot for the next thing. Three things. Um, I think I think like Peter King version. Okay, of yeah. What's going to happen? Love those. That part um, of what's going to happen in twenty twenty three? I'll do three things. Okay. We, we know there's always turnover when it comes to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Nearly close to, if not more than 50%. It fluctuates around that number, 40 to 60%. You see uh, that much change from year to year. I think one of those changes will be, and I don't know that it's necessarily through a division championship, but I think at least a wild card, I think the Atlanta Falcons make it okay. back to the playoffs. Why do I think that? Because I think they struggled at the beginning with some um, unlucky issues and some – 
issues with play calling. Once that got rectified, we saw that they were able to do, including beating the San Francisco 49ers at Levi Stadium, which was for the first real big red flag for me about the 49ers. Yeah. But I, I think we, it, we talked about it. It may have said more about the Falcons than it did about the 49ers. Right. They did, they dug themselves too deep of a hole. And the they couldn't climb season. out of it because right. they went, what, one and eight in their yeah. first nine? And or that something one like that? was against the Eagles. <laughs> Never forget. So I think the Falcons uh, okay. are going to make the playoffs um, uh, as part of the 2020 season. Second, and I don't think this is as huge a leap as maybe it sounds, I don't think the 49ers make the playoffs next yeah, you, season. You teased that last week. Uh, yeah, I don't, you know, and maybe it's me going after the uh, the trend of Super Bowl losers not making the playoffs, but I also think they massively overachieved versus what's on their roster. We kind of talked about this last week. When I look at it on paper, the Chiefs, are to me, are more talented than the 49ers. I am maybe undervaluing of some 49ers, but I think that they were, you know, it was kind of lightning in the bottle this year. They got the, other than the last seven minutes of the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, they got the correct play calling and the correct packages, the correct coaching at the right moments to take advantage of matchups and situations and opponents. I don't see that happening again next year, and I think the 49ers are this year's, or next year's version of the Rams from this year. Right. Right. Which, same division. Not necessarily a terrible team, but like, no. But that's part of it. The Rams. Many would expect them to not have the same type of year next year as they had this year. I think the 49ers obviously have a lot of talent, especially along the defensive line. I just I don't know if I'm fully sold on Garoppolo, and I know he's now, you know, he's played in the Super Bowl, but I obviously I take Mahomes over him every single time. Yeah. Like it's not even up for debate. Right. So while I not abandoning hope for him, to me. I need to see more, and I think there's a lot of people that agree with me, but I think the 49ers miss the playoffs next year. So that's number two. All right. Where do I want to go with number three? Where do I want to go with number three? I could talk about the Chiefs and whether or not I think they'll be back. Um, Maybe not necessarily if they're going to win, but do they win the AFC again? Um, I could talk about the Patriots and if the dynasty is, is definitely over. Or if Tom Brady is going to be back with the Patriots. I don't know that I want to touch any of them. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do one more in a bonus because I want to talk about my, te- my team I, a little I, bit. So the, my third one, though, that I think I, I think that one of the NFC Championship game participants will be the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. I like Dalvin Cook. I think if they can finally, and I know this is a big if, get Kirk Cousins to perform at a very good level rather than being great to awful as he tends to, you know, kind of fluctuate up and down as we saw an incredible performance from the Vikings at the Saints and then did nothing against the 49ers. I think if they can get more consistent play from the quarterback that they have enough around him to at least make the NFC Championship game. After a two-year absence uh, from that game, I think they make it back next year. My bonus ones about my team is, uh, obviously, I think talent-wise, on paper, they're going to be much better. They will perform admirably. Uh, They will not... They will not challenge for a division title. 
nor do I think they actually get close to a wild card. I think they're in store for another five or six win season. It'll just be a little bit more of a consistent rather than be awful for the first half of the season and then average the second half. I think it'll be mostly average the whole year where they're talking, you're thinking six or seven wins. Um, but, you know, they were five and 11 this year, which shocked a lot of people. But I think if you go back and listen to us, we were said that they're a four or five win team. If they hadn't started, what, one and eight or oh and seven, and their first two games they hadn't gotten absolutely obliterated by the Ravens and Patriots, by the way. Right. right. Um, and then they beat what the Dolphins completely changed the playoffs when they beat the Patriots in week 17, by the yeah. way. Yeah, people the don't Chiefs, think the Chiefs would have won the Super Bowl if the Dolphins right? didn't beat the Chiefs Patriots. Would have not gotten a bye. Would have been playing in the first week. Like, would not have had home field advantage. So it, everything changes. Everything changes. So, you're welcome. But I, I think the Dolphins are a five to seven win team next year. I'm, I'm hoping six or seven to show some improvement. Hopefully, they get their quarterback of the future. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick will be back and I think we'll start most of next year, if not all of it. I don't know if it'll be Tua. Uh, I hope it is. I, I'm not sold on Joe Burrow and I don't know that I want to dabble with Justin Herbert or Jordan Love. So if they're going to draft Tua at five or trade up to three or four to get him, I'm fine with that, but he needs to sit for the year and I think that's the angle that they're taking. I love Tua as a prospect and I hope his for him personally and for whatever team drafts him, I hope that his medical checks out and that he's fully recovered. But there's too many other holes. The Dolphins got so much from guys that probably should be playing in the XFL and not the NFL. But I think it shows that the Dolphins made the perfect choice of coach. They've got the right And even he is not afraid to cast aside people he's been with for a while to find the right fitter to improve the team. And right. he did it during the preseason. Now he did it after the season. He's su- surrounding himself with guys that he thinks will, will better uh, the team. And I'm all for that. I was super happy a year ago when they hired Brian Flores. And I'm, I am probably more excited about him being there um, now. So, you know, that's, that's my uh, three things. I think, I think plus a little bonus there for um, Dolphins fans that I know. Listen, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, Anything to add about your Eagles before we sign off? What are you thinking about next year? So I think the Eagles will be better next year, and I still don't know if they win the division. Does that make sense? Like I think the Eagles could be a 10-win or 11-win wild card mm-hmm. with the Cowboys being the division champ. Um Looking at the stats, I just can't believe that Dallas didn't win the division this year. But right, as my dad points out, they got a new coach. Yeah, I don't know that they'll have a new quarterback. They got to figure out what they're doing with Prescott. But I think uh, like pay him, mo- pay him fifty million a year. But like with most Cowboys quarterbacks, especially in this viewership area, uh, I believe. Dak is underrated here. He may be overrated elsewhere, but I believe he's underrated yeah, here I- in this market. Dak is not the issue, I feel like, for them. Well, now you're going to find out. We're going to find out. And that's right. maybe why they're dabbling with maybe franchise tagging him or doing a, right. you know, a short, shorter-term deal. But they got to figure that out. But the Cowboys have a lot of talent, and they like, should be better. Man, I feel like franchising him, it is it is a short-term solution in, it, in the literal sense. But I feel like, man, you they're, they're walking in. Because are they not? Like, people will expect them 
Like the expectation is a Super Bowl championship next year for them, right? Like that's that's the expectation in, in Dallas. I, like, yeah. Like I'm not saying that that's how it should be, but like so basically, you're saying the expectation here is to win the Super Bowl. And if we don't, if we win the Super Bowl, so like if it goes according to plan, we will now have to pay Dak. Like look at what you would have to pay him now. Think about what you would have to pay him. If well, they go out I mean, and win the Super Bowl did, this year. Didn't he turn down $30 million a year already? Supposedly, yeah. <laughs> now, there was a lot of – I did see a lot of, like, we didn't ever – we never got the terms of that, like, knowing, like, right. what the guarantee money is, which well, is the what's key. What's the upfront yeah. money? What is that the average value? Is right. it the per-year value? But you look at, like, Goff and Wentz are both over $100 million in their guaranteed money. There's, there's no way it's going to be less than that, right? Yeah, it's interesting. Kirk um, Cousins got like what ninety million guaranteed or something, eighty five million guaranteed. No, yeah, he's. Like, I mean, you're looking at. I would say easily like one hundred and twenty, one hundred and thirty million right. guaranteed. I did hear um, an interesting thing this week that they thought would be an interesting aspect to this to extend some of that window in terms of when you can win because everybody looks right now is you got to win like on the homes where they have him on his rookie deal. Um, would be to keep the salary cap intact, but. For quarterbacks and only quarterbacks, only a certain percentage goes against your calories, your salary cap hit. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I understand it, but right. I don't know if I agree with it. Right. I don't know either. I don't know either. It was just an interesting thing that I, I just wasn't really sure. I didn't know. Like, it was just interesting to me. But because, you know, part of me is like, if you don't want to pay them, if they're not worth it, don't pay them. You know what I mean? Like, but it's easy for me to say that. Yeah, but like if the Cowboys don't think that Dak is the guy, well, then right. don't pay him. You yeah. know? No matter what, you're going to take a risk. You either risk that you're <coughs> overpaying him and you're caught down the line having an issue, or you let him go and then he is that. And well, you, you well know. in this same conversation that I was listening to, it was on the radio. They were talking, they're like, but if he was available, they're like, because they were talking about that whole rumor, like, well, what if Tom Brady went to Dallas? And they said, and the person said, New England would swoop up Dak Prescott in a heartbeat. Yeah. And that is not something I want to happen. I do not want Dak to go no, to No, I don't New want England. him to have a 10-year career in New England then. Right. Because look what he did with Jason Garrett as his coach. Imagine what he did with Bill Belichick as his coach. Stop. <laughs> oh, gosh. And then no, Mike, Mike Gusecki signs there. <laughs> no, what worries me is that they're going to do something in the draft this year and they're going to grab like Herbert or Love or like Jalen Hurts and they turn him into like this uber prospect. Oh, gosh. I mean, it looks like we avoided one with Garoppolo because if Garoppolo can do that in San Francisco, imagine what he would have done in New England. The last it was a bit of revisionist stuff, but like somebody said, Bill always gets rid of guys. Bill would never get rid of a guy that he knows is the guy. And it was like Jimmy Garoppolo. Now Jimmy Garoppolo's numbers didn't necessarily play out that way, but like it was just like he missed a couple plays in the fourth quarter, and like they were like, "Oh, see, you know, Bill would have never gotten rid of a guy that could that would have made those plays." And I'm like, "That's a bit much." It wasn't but like, his it was decision. It wasn't point. Bill's decision. There's that. I mean, if you can, maybe right. you don't buy into that article at all. But that was a Tom Brady and Robert Kraft decision. Right. Tom Brady said, "I want him gone. I don't want to be looking over my shoulder." And Robert Kraft said, "Okay." And Bill Belichick was 
angry about it. Right. And you know, you don't if you don't want to buy into that expose that came out no, a few years I, ago. No, I believe that's that. Fine. I think there's a lot more truth there than than negatives or, or falsehoods. Which is all part of that. It's really interesting to see what happens up there this right. this off season. You know, and there was much to do about something relating to his Super Bowl ad, which we kind of call, we're like, this is probably an advertisement. And we talked about maybe he's going to try to one-up everyone and make an announcement about it during the game. He didn't do that. It was an ad for Hulu. But it also wasn't a confirmation. I mean, he says in the commercial, I'm not going anywhere. Right, but he means football. He's playing football. Right, yeah, he's playing football. Which he's already told us he wants to play. Right. So we'll see what happens. I mean, we're only, what, we should know within the next four weeks because free agency starts, I believe, in five weeks. And we're going to have a resolution by then. Yep. Because if he hits that open market, you can hope and wish all you want, and maybe he'll give the Patriots a chance to match. But if he hits that open market, you know there's going to be five to ten teams going after him. Right. I mean, you already heard about the Chargers, the Raiders, yeah, but, so the, the Dolphins, Chargers, the Cowboys. Chargers make sense to me in the sense of they look like they have the pieces. But if you're Tom Brady, now I know he's the ultra competitor, but why would you go to the same division that – the Super Bowl champions are in. Well, he's also a California guy. I know. I know. 49ers. <laughs> then they traded Garoppolo back to the Patriots. We're right back here it, all over again. It becomes again. an interesting thing. And Actually, the same radio was talking about that. And they were saying there's no way that Tom Brady would let the – if he went to the Niners, there's no way he would let the Niners – or the situation – have it that Garoppolo goes back because if Garoppolo goes back and is successful, that would look look bad even on worse him, on yeah. him. Um, he's like he would he would you know he's that kind of guy that would make them trade him somewhere else. Yeah. All right. Well, be interesting. We we got to our hour mark. We're going to wrap it up here. So uh, appreciate everyone tuning in. Um, one thing that I've been wanting to mention for a long time, I think I may have mentioned a few weeks ago. Uh, if you do listen to this after the fact on a on a podcast uh, aggregator like. Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, and um, I think we have even have a station on Spotify. So anywhere that it, the uh, audio can be, uh, you know, ranked and reviewed, we'd appreciate uh, you know leaving us a, a five star review and some comments, and let us know what you like. And you can always do so via email as well. We appreciate that, and we'll read it on the show. But it would help us uh, gain a little bit more notoriety if you would. Uh, uh, like, share, rank, review, um, any and everywhere, social media, and especially on the uh, the podcast locations like Apple and Google. So uh, anything else to share? Anything? Any shout-outs, anything to add before we go? I don't think so. Um, just happy the Chiefs won. Uh, yep. Hopefully the Eagles uh, get back there next year. We have episode 296 coming up next weekend. We are approaching our... 300th episode, and um, actually between episodes 295 and 296 this week um, is the uh, the ninth anniversary of the show. February 11th is when Justin and I came up with the idea, and our first show was on February 20th, 2011. I know we've talked about this. We don't talk about it as much anymore, about how like we were sitting in a very different room, but <laughs> we were... Passing a microphone passing back one, and forth. And it was one of those stick microphones that came with, like, computers in the early, like, mid-2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, yeah, how far we've come. Things have changed. I mean, we have the same number of listeners, but we definitely look <laughs> a little bit more professional. So. Yeah. Um, I haven't checked the Blog Talk Radio numbers, but our old shows still get a bunch of listens <laughs> every so often. I go back and see how many um, tens of thousands of listens that those shows had in the you know, I know most of it is after the fact and not live, but we appreciate you whenever you're listening. Of course, because we do this as sports 
show talking about what things happened like today or last week. They're not exactly the best content five years from now, right. but if you're listening five years from now, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. They just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I guess, I guess we'll see how that uh, Patrick Mahomes thing turns out. Yeah, how that, how, that, how that turned out. Or the three things you think you think. Or, or where's Tom Brady playing football? Yeah. <laughs> Is he still, still playing, playing football? <laughs> we right. laugh now. We'll be crying yeah, in five so. years. I hope you enjoyed the new podcast intro. I changed it completely. I've been, I think, for three or four years, used that, the one with the – the Penn State, the Flyers, the Phillies, which was a lot of fun. It got really long last year. I added too much Patriots audio. I don't know why I decided to do that. Um, so cut We're it down for punishment here, That's and uh, hopefully you enjoyed that, and we'll be hearing that for at least the next year because I'm not changing it. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, for Justin Raffoff, I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter and stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRaff.com. The Joe Mays and JRaff Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit JMNJRRadio.com.